The opinions expressed in these discussions are of the individuals and do not represent the institutions they are affiliated with. This video is for informational purposes only and not intended to give any specific medical advice. We encourage you to contact your personal physician with medical questions. They are best equipped to offer specific medical advice pertaining to your individual care. Dr. D's Table Talk Episode 1 COVID-19 Vaccinations in Children Hello, welcome to first episode of Dr. D's Table Talk. We will be talking about COVID vaccination in children, which is upcoming topic, which is of interest to a lot of people. I will be talking with a pediatric infectious disease specialist, Dr. Surasek Prathangutham, who is a pediatrician at Southwest Pediatrics with offices in Palos Park and Mokina, Illinois. Welcome Dr. Surasek to first episode of Dr. D's Table Talk. Thank you, Dr. D. I appreciate, I appreciate your time. So one of the things that in our mind is that with the COVID pandemic still around in the entire world, one of the important ways to prevent COVID virus infection, besides hand washing, social distancing, and universal masking is COVID vaccination. As all of you are aware that COVID vaccination has been very effective in the adult population in parts of the world. We'll be talking specifically today about COVID vaccination in children, that is children about 16 years of age and below 16 years of age. So let me jump right into the topic, Dr. Surasek. What are the different vaccinations available for children at this point in time? Uh, if you could elaborate on that, I would, I would appreciate it. The current COVID vaccine virus that would say available in children will be the Pfizer vaccine. But uh, the current recommendation is for children 16 to 18. So not a whole lot for children yet. Yeah. However, you know, we, we gonna have, uh, we are going to have potential possibility that uh, the Pfizer vaccine will also be approved for children 12 years or older. Okay. And the reason is because uh, the latest data in the phase three clinical research show that this vaccine is very effective for children 12 years to 15 years as well. Nice. What do you think is the timeline for this vaccination and emergency use approval by FDA? Mm -hmm. I, I hope that they will approve it this month, which is the month of May. Um, could be next week, could be next two weeks. Uh, we, we have to uh, wait. Um, the social media from the company seems like uh, they are very confident this vaccine is going to be approved. We often hear the term called herd immunity. Could you elaborate a bit on herd immunity and why is it very important that all the people in the population should get vaccination? And if you give vaccination to only a few people, it may or may not be that effective. Mm -hmm. Herd immunity is uh, playing role in uh, preventing any spread of highly infectious diseases such as measles. Uh, we know that uh, certain infections like measles, you need about 90% of the population mm -hmm. uh, immunized. For the COVID vaccine, the scientists calculated that to reach the level of herd immunity, in other words, will uh, prevent this virus from spreading further we need at least about 70% of our population 
vaccinated. Sure. So you encourage everybody to get vaccination, which is which is an important message that we want to give it to the parents and patients out there to make sure that as many people vaccinated, more the chances of protection for the entire population. Uh, you've heard this term called mRNA vaccine development and viral vectors. Can you comment on that? And when we hear about mRNA and genetic material, is it possible that the DNA in the cells could be damaged permanently or there will be some far-reaching consequences of this kind of technology? If you could elaborate, that probably will reduce a lot of anxiety among a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is very important. Uh, people ask me all the time, uh, this is a new technology. Can it hurt me? Can it hurt my child? Something like that. No. Uh, first of all, the vector, the, the DNA vector, which is uh, currently we use in one of the vaccines called Johnson & Johnson, mm -hmm. um, the technology itself is not new. Okay. We already had one vaccine uh, that used this uh, vector vaccine. But of course, that vaccine is not used in the United States. That's why we people don't understand, don't know about this vaccine. Yeah. So uh, basically, we we borrow the virus, and in this case, called adenovirus. And this virus uh, is not harmful to human being, uh, but it we inserted the the blueprint of the vaccine into the virus and inject the virus into the host, which is the person. Right. And because this virus doesn't harm us, it just carry the, the spike protein DNA into the, the human body. And that's why we develop the antibodies without being sick by the virus because this virus doesn't harm a person. Sure. Now, the mRNA is completely brand new indeed. However, right. you know, if you look at the technology, it is, uh, it used the mRNA, which is the, the molecule that our body used to produce protein. In fact, our cells are producing mRNA, making mRNAs all the time. Right. This mRNA, after it, uh, it becomes it use it is used as a blueprint for the for the spike protein of this virus. After it's used, it's destroyed right away because mRNA is extremely unstable molecule. Sure. They cannot last. So the fact that they're gonna change your DNA, that's not possible. Right. Technology is new, but technology seems to be very safe and it has proven already. Sure. If I had COVID illness or my child had COVID illness. Do you think it's still important for them to get the vaccine for COVID down the road? And if that's the case, why is it so? Thank you. I really like this question. Thank you. Yeah. Many, as we know, you know, some infections, after you get the infection, you are no longer susceptible to it, right? For example, right. like a, if you get a measles, you will never get measles again. If you get chickenpox, you never get chickenpox again, you know? However, uh, not all infections are alike. Sure. Yeah. And the reason is because uh, the time from the, when you expose to the virus to the time that you are, you have the symptoms is short for COVID vaccine. Sure. Average only four to five days. Sure. So 
what it means is uh, for us to protect the protect from the COVID infection, you need to have a high enough level of the molecule called antibodies. Mm-hmm. And this high antibody has to be circulating in your body when mm-hmm. you expose to the virus. Okay. So, so when you have an infection, post infection, naturally our body produces enough antibodies to protect you. But that antibody doesn't last forever, unfortunately. Uh, it doesn't last forever. Uh, currently we know that, you know, after about three months, the antibody levels start going down. Yeah. So, uh, we don't know yet because this is still new, but sure. I think very likely within a year or less than a year, you may, your antibodies may not be detectable and then you are susceptible to a new infection again. Sure. So therefore my conclusion is very likely post COVID infection, immunization is still necessary. Mm-hmm. Can you comment on vaccination for children between six months to 12 years of age or children less than 12 years of age. If you could comment on that, I would appreciate it because I'm sure a lot of parents are anxious to know as to when can their infant or child get vaccination. Mm -hmm. The the study on the COVID vaccine in children younger than 12, I mentioned about 12 to 15, and I, I think likely that one will be approved. The younger than 12 is ongoing. Sure. And I think the ultimate goal is probably immunizing children all the way down to six months. Yeah. The initial results seem to be very promising. The younger the children are, they seem to produce better response to the vaccine. So very possible in the near future, could be in months. You know, we'll have a good data for us, including the dose that we need to give the vaccine. Maybe little children will need only half a dose or even a quarter of a dose. We don't know yet. But I think the future is very promising. And to reach the herd immunity, we need to most likely recruit the, the younger population children sure. to be part of this as well. In your opinion, are there any contraindications? By that I mean certain people should not get COVID vaccination if people with heart disease, lung disease, kidney disease, or for that matter, low immunity, should they be getting COVID vaccination? Good question. The, the real contraindication is uh, anaphylaxis or immediate allergic reaction. Sure. And um, also, if a person has uh, immediate allergic reaction to certain molecule called polyethylene glycol or polysorbate. These two uh, chemicals are used in a number of food. So people who are allergic to these would know that. Sure. That is most likely the the most uh, well-known contraindication. There is no contraindication Mm -hmm. for people, even with the immunocompromised patient. Of course, you know, people with, uh, that have low immune immunity or low immune system, they may not produce antibody very well, but there is, that is not a contraindication. Sure. And we always yeah. advise that their patients should check with their own physicians about the, the right way to get the vaccine. And we always recommend and encourage patients 
to talk to their physicians and discuss these things in detail. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you should talk to your doctor. Um, a few months ago, we were not, we didn't even know about the safety of the vaccine in pregnant women, and now we do. Sure. A lot of pregnant women are getting the vaccine now, and that, that seems to protect the infant as well. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Surasek, for this useful information. Do you have any uh, comments before we end the program? Yeah. First of all, thank you, Dr. D, for inviting me to join you today. You're it's welcome. It's a real pleasure. Now, the COVID infection that we are currently facing, it's a world problem. It's a pandemic. Sure. And I'm not talking about the just Illinois, not talking about United States. It's in the whole world. The whole world are facing this together. Over 150 million people already are infected by this virus. Many countries are doing their best in terms of keeping the mask on, keeping the social distancing, locking down the economy. And you can see the result with a a lot of... uh, sorry, you can see the result with a lot of uh, success. Sure. But all those measures alone are not quite enough. Sure. As you may see, it's still you still see the virus surge in other parts of the world, including Illinois. Sure. So the only way that we will help us to get out of this would be the vaccine because vaccine will give you the immunity. The immunity will protect us. Once we have more than 70% of our population have the immunity for this COVID-19, this virus will be contained. So go get the vaccine. People ask me what vaccine is the best. What is the best brand? I would say the brand that you can get go get the vaccine, the vaccine that is approved by Food and Drug Administration is a vaccine that you can use. Thank you. Thank you for those concluding remarks, Dr. Sarasak.